Welcome to the Clovercrest Baptist Church podcast. For more information about Clovercrest Baptist Church, go to clovercrest.com.au. Let me ask you, have you been to an escape room, or you might know it as an adventure room? One of these experiences where you have 60 minutes to get out of a certain scenario or situation that you've been put in. You have time to escape in a way. And these escape rooms, these adventure rooms, usually start with you being padlocked to another person, uh, whether you ask for that or not, and then you have 60 minutes. You've got to work your way through these different scenarios and to see if you can actually escape. It's a lot of fun if you haven't done it. It's a lot of fun. And we decided, we thought, this would be a really fun thing to do as a family. In some ways, I guess you're kind of working out, how's the family really running? How are things sort of going in the Stevens family? And we thought, well, let's do it. Let's give it a crack. We had some friends over and uh, we went and had a go at this adventure room. And we're put into this scenario. We're all padlocked together and then the clock was on and we just had to go for it. And it was a lot of fun. It was quite haphazard at times. uh, But what was really interesting, particularly with the kids helping us, is just how they saw things. They were really pure in in how they were solving problems. And they just said, well, why don't we try this or why don't we try that? They didn't overcomplicate it. And then with a little bit of extra strategic help, we were able to make our way through these different scenarios and we got out. And by getting out, you get to have a photo in front of the board, uh, which is coming up onto the screen now. This is us with our friends Charles and Mazza, and we made it out. And this is like the glory of getting out. That's apart from just bragging to your friends and saying that you got out, this is what you get. You get the photo. And if you don't get out, you kind of have to walk past where you would have got the photo and you don't get the photo at all. We made it out. Well, you know, Michelle spoke to us so beautifully on Friday about the cross and how there is pain in the cross. And she spoke to us about Jesus' great sacrifice for us on the cross. And she spoke into the potential uh, beyond the cross as well. And whether you're with us uh, in the room or whether you're with us online, I trust that God has been speaking to you over this Easter weekend and maybe bringing up some things in your life around maybe pain that he wants you to work through and how Jesus' death on the cross is for you and for a life that is to be made right with you. But then on Friday, Jesus was put into a tomb. You can see Behind us here, we have a tomb uh, that the team has made for us, and Jesus was put into this tomb. Some, some guards were, were put on this tomb. A big stone uh, was rolled across uh, this tomb, and that's where Jesus was. And that's when we go into Saturday. And then the unknown and the uncertainty of that time. And then when we come into Sunday today, Easter Sunday, And as followers of Jesus, with those of us who follow him with all that is in our lives, we come into Sunday with joy in our heart. There's a joy, there's a celebration, there's a posture of thankfulness because this stone has been rolled away. Jesus isn't dead, but Jesus is in fact alive. And let me read to you from Matthew 28. uh, Jesus, uh, the, the narrative of Jesus and him being risen. And in many ways, it is Jesus who makes a great escape. Let me read this to you. It says, After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. And there was a violent earthquake, 
For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were as white as snow. And the guards were so afraid that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know what you are looking for. You're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not there. He has risen. Everyone say risen. Risen. He's risen, just as he said. So come and see the place where he lay. And then go quickly and tell the disciples, he has risen from the dead and go ahead of you into Galilee. And there you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. And suddenly Jesus meeting them, greetings, he said. And they came close to him. They clasped his feet and they worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers and go to Galilee. There they will see me. So Jesus rose again. He is risen. He is not dead in a tomb. It's not part of our story. That's not part of our narrative as Christians and followers of Jesus. But we worship a risen king. A risen king. One of the most famous escapes, if you like, of all time. Of all time. There's a violent earthquake. An angel of the Lord rolls back the stone. The guards don't really know what to do, so they just sort of fall over and act dead. This is the scenario. This is the story. This is, as followers of Jesus, what we live into. That the Marys, both the Marys were afraid, yet filled with joy. Imagine being there in that moment. Imagine having those mixed feelings. Imagine feeling really afraid and probably a bit freaked out what's actually happening here, yet filled with joy. Yet filled with joy that Jesus did not stay dead, but Jesus is alive. He's alive. You know, I don't know a lot about escaping from a tomb. I don't know a lot about escaping really from, from anything. I haven't spent any time in a tomb or in prison or anything like that. But one thing what I do know is uh, when you read and you hear of great escapes, great escapes have great plans. There's always a great plan for a great escape. And a few years ago, I spent a little bit of time in San Francisco and I caught a, a ferry, you know, past Alcatraz a number of times. And I looked at it, this prison in the bay, and I thought to myself, this is a fascinating place. What a, what a story it has. And there's a little story uh, around 1962 of these three people who allegedly escaped, never have been found, but escaped from Alcatraz. And their plan was meticulous in its detail. You know, the way that they paper mached some heads to fool the guards, the way that they built their own raft. And there's been lots of documentaries. And if you want to, you know, you know del delve into the world of the internet, you'll find a lot of different theories and stories about what happened to these people. But it's fascinating, isn't it? Great escapes have great plans. And did you know that God had a great plan for humanity? A great plan to save everyone, to save humanity. And that we're actually part of a master plan. A master plan of Jesus and his great escape from a tomb 2,000 years ago that lives on into today and into now in such a way that makes us right with God and gives us life. And in this plan, this great escape, this plan that God had in play, there was different people that played different roles. 
And really, in a lot of ways, God the Father had a role to play. Jesus had a role to play. And we still have a role today to play in this great escape and having life with God for all time. See, God the Father, God's role, God is a relational God. He's a God who is loving and He's kind. And we know that because we're created in His image and we carry that love and that desire to be in relationship and love in our lives. And God's role in restoring humanity was sending Jesus from heaven to earth. That was His role. Out of His great love for humankind, sending Jesus to live here on this earth. And a familiar verse for many of us is John 3.16, where it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. See, God's love for humanity is so great that He sent His Son to earth to play His role in the saving of the world. Now, I'm a father, I have a son. I find it incredibly difficult to wrap my little brain around how much love God has for humanity that He would send His only Son to earth. But wow, what love. God playing His role in this great escape. Jesus' role was to live a perfect life, was to live a sinless life, to live a perfect life and take on the sin of the world on the cross. You can see the cross behind me. And we sat in that narrative on Friday of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Romans 5 says, You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. As a follower of Jesus, central to what we believe is that we are saved by grace. We don't deserve a life with him. Actually, our actions send us on a different path, not for life, but towards death. But actually, God's love for us and through Jesus dying on the cross for us gives us an opportunity for life. And this is grace. This is what we live in. We live in grace, undeserved favor. And we are saved by grace. And it wasn't easy for Jesus to play his role. You think about Jesus being fully human and fully God. Jesus experienced the emotions. And for him to go to the cross, that was a big decision. He wasn't a robot. He couldn't just go, yep, this is the next day. He experienced the emotions of us as humans and all the things that we experience. You remember him in the Garden of Gethsemane? when he was praying to his father, Matthew 26, and he said he was pleading that this cup would be taken from him. But then he said, not as I will, but as you will. And he pleaded with God. He pleaded with his father. He said, this is a hard road to walk. The, the pain psychologically, physically, emotionally, spiritually taking on the sin of the world. What a role that he played in this great escape. So God the Father plays this role, as does Jesus the Son. But guess what? You might not have thought about this, but in the greatest escape the world's ever seen, we actually play a role as the created ones, the humans. We actually have a role to play in this. And we have this opportunity to say yes to the life that God so deeply desires for us to have and to be in this deep, loving, two-way relationship with Him. 
Paul says in Romans 10, if, Romans 10, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. For with your heart one believes and is justified and with your mouth one confesses and is saved. So actually we have this opportunity to play our role by saying yes to Jesus, by confessing with our mouth and believing in our heart that Jesus is the Lord, he's the Christ, he's the Messiah. He is the one who he said he was. He died and rose again on the cross so that we could have life. You see, Jesus' great escape makes us right before God. His death and his resurrection. It makes us right before God so that we can be in relationship with him. And Jesus has saved us and has given us freedom and has literally moved us from this pathway of death that our actions probably rightly put us on into a pathway of life. And this is the choice that's before us. Paul writes this in Colossians 1. He says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. See, through Jesus' great escape, we can be rescued. We can be rescued and move from this pathway of darkness to this pathway of life to move from being away from the things of God into the kingdom of the Son He loves, knowing that we are forgiven in our sin. But more than that, we can participate in a life with God. And at the cross, a new life is found. It's where new life is found, at the cross. It's not found in any other pursuit that we try in life. It is actually found at the cross And Paul says this in 2 Corinthians. He says, The old has gone and the new has come. And for those that have put their trust in Jesus, that are playing your role, you know that this is the truth. You know that that God has given you new life and he's given you abilities to overcome the things and the trials and the difficulty that is in your life and given you power, this resurrection power, this power that comes from the cross that couldn't keep Jesus dead but made him alive, that lives in and through us. And you know, the thing about Jesus' great escape, the really fascinating thing is we ponder this on this Easter Sunday, about being made right before God, being moved from death to life, and having a new life, is that we are actually the ones who escape. We're the ones who escape. It's Jesus' sacrifice, it's Jesus' death, is his resurrection. He's the one that's made a way through this great escape, but we're the ones who live in that victory and we're the ones who actually escape. We're the ones who escape in life. We get access to a life with God. We get an opportunity to be transformed, to become more like him. What a beautiful gift. What a wonderful opportunity that we have to participate in a life with God, a gift from God through Jesus. And it might be today that you actually come to Easter Sunday and you feel like you're in a tomb. There might be something going on in your world and your life and you feel that darkness. You feel like there's some things going on in your world, maybe that is through relationships, finances, addictions, insert whatever is happening in your world here. It might be some things going on where you say, do you know what? I feel like I'm in that tomb. 
I actually feel like the one that I'm in the darkness. And God would want to reach into your life today. And he'd want to speak hope into your world today. And he'd want to remind you of Jesus' great sacrifice on the cross. That through Jesus' great escape, you can have life. You can live in that victory and come out of that tomb. One of the things that I'm just constantly amazed at is that God is at work and he's drawing people to himself. His death and his resurrection 2,000 years ago on the cross and yet these 2,000 years later, there's over 2.2 billion people across the world following him. And here at Clovey, we, we keep seeing people come to know Jesus because God's the one who's at work. God's the one who's drawing people to himself. God's the one who is illuminating in people's lives the fact that he is real. And and last year during COVID, we had one lady, she put her trust in Jesus as she was asking some big questions, went into lockdown and she just wasn't sure about some things in her life. And she started talking to a friend at work who she knew was a Christian. And she said, you've got to come check out this church. And she started to come along to Clovey and, and she started to learn more about this man, Jesus. She put her trust in him and now she's walking uh, alongside another person who's exploring the Bible and showing her uh, the way in which to follow God. And I was chatting to her on the phone the other day and I said, so what's it like? You know, you've, you've made this choice to follow Jesus. What's it like? And she said this to me. She said to me, Mike, it's like another dimension has opened up in my life. Like another dimension I didn't know existed has opened up in my life. And she's talking about this new life that she has in Jesus. And just a couple of weeks ago, we gave an opportunity for people to come to know Jesus again. And, and another lady put her trust in Jesus that day. And she um, spoke to me uh, during the week. And, and she started to tell me her story. And she said, Mike, I've been at Clovey for three years. And I've just been coming along and checking things out and learning and listening and trying to understand a little bit more about God and faith. And, and that's actually really right, by the way. It's a great way just to keep coming along and learning about Jesus. And, and then she's been going through some really difficult personal situation in her life, really tricky custody battle with her child. And there were some things in her future that she just did not think she'd be able to overcome. And she was in the family court a couple of weeks ago and she prayed and she said, God, I've been learning a bit about you. If you're real, then, then please help me in this situation. This really tricky, difficult situation. She said, just make a way. Her lawyer got together with the other lawyer. Uh, a few minutes later, they came back and they said, yep, uh, the, other, the other person has agreed to all the terms. Everything that you've asked for will happen. And she just said in that moment, in that court, she said, God, I'm all in. I'm in. If this is what you're going to be doing for me, if you're going to be helping me with the most difficult things in my life, then I'm in. And she put her trust in Jesus that Sunday. We prayed together. And again, she's going to have someone that walks alongside of her that actually helps her explore this new life. But she understands that Jesus died and rose again to give her new life, to make her right with God. And that was something that she wanted to pursue. So do you know this new life, this new life found in Jesus? Or maybe you've been following Jesus for some time, but you're not living in his resurrection power. You're actually still in the tomb. Or maybe you just find yourself today in a place where you feel like you're in the tomb. And whether you've been in church for ages or today's your first time, and you're like, yeah, I feel like I'm in the tomb. Even though that stone's been rolled away and Jesus is alive, I'm not living like that. And the story of Easter Sunday is this, that God sent Jesus 
that Jesus died and he rose again and we have the opportunity to say yes to him and to participate in a life with him, a new life made right with God, a new life we've been created for. So today is a really significant day, significant day where we celebrate Jesus' great escape, but it's actually us. We're the ones who really escape. Will you bow your heads? Let's just have a moment to reflect before this living God.